are you being open? Are you opening your heart? Are you allowing this person to get to know who you are? Are you sharing just the things you think you like about yourself or the things you think they'll like about you? Or are you really being open and transparent and showing up as you? Because when you're doing that, there's so much more opportunity for that spark because a human being with their heart open, meeting a human being with their heart open is authentic. It's real. There's connection. Welcome to the Full Out Podcast, where you'll get tools, tips, and inspiration to start living your most passionate, expansive, and abundant life. I'm your host, Samantha Jo Harvey, professional dancer and group fitness trainer turned lifestyle entrepreneur, speaker, and women's empowerment coach. It is my mission to help women live their lives full out. No more surviving your days, playing small, or marking your way through life. It's time to let go of your blocks, step into your power, and own that you are worthy of having everything you want in your life, business, and relationships. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to the Full Out Podcast. It's Sam, your host, and I'm so happy you are here for today's interview with my good friend, Brad Barnes. He is a relationship mindset coach who supports women in getting crystal clear on the partner they're trying to attract and how to call them in. He's coached hundreds of humans in transforming and elevating their lives through heart-centered, experiential, and mindset trainings. His vision is to create a world infused with love, trust, intimacy, and vulnerability. You guys, I'm obsessed with Brad. He is the best, and we literally touch on so many things for women that are in every stage of relationship. For those of you that are single, for those of you that are actively dating, for those of you that are in partnership and relationship, he literally is just like pouring out the knowledge bombs. We talk about celebrating the loss of the end of a relationship. We talk about healing yourself. We talk about the list, you know, that list of like, I want the guy that's like this tall and does this, 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 this. We talk about dating apps. We talk about dating. We talk about finding the spark, bringing the spark. We talk about intimacy, vulnerability, trust. We talk about reopening your heart after you've been hurt. Like legit, we touch on everything. And I know that dating, uh, episodes have always done really well on this podcast. So I wanted to bring you Brad. If you have any questions for him, feel free to message us on Instagram, take a screenshot, share it with your friends, and then tag us at Brad J Barnes and at Samantha Joe Harvey. And we will answer all of your questions. Enjoy. Brad Barnes. OMG. I'm so happy that you are here. Brad, you guys, Brad is like my buddy of all buddies. We did some work together. And of course we were paired up because um, uh, we, we're like soulmate buddies. So I'm 100%. so excited you get to hear from him. Brad, thank you for being here. Oh, Sam, you're my favorite human being on the planet. I'm so excited to be here and get to talk with you and share and just uh, all the well, things. Brad, can I tell you something really special? You are the first male that is on here, the like the first guest male, because normally it's all women. So can we just talk about how special you are for being on here Damn. today? Damn, wow. Okay, I wear that as a badge of honor. I will not disappoint, I promise. I know that you're gonna give us so many nuggets of gold, just golden information. <laughs> and like, I can't wait for all of the relationship mindset things. But before we dive in, I want to ask you, what does it mean to you to live your life full out? Oh my God. Let's go right in. Um, living life full out. Every opportunity. Every opportunity to choose love over fear. 
every opportunity to step into my power, to live the vision I've created for my life, um, intimacy, vulnerability, love, and trust. Like those are the four words that guide me. So living life full out is constantly choosing one of those ways of being in order to shift something, shift somebody's day, shift an environment, shift an outcome, like every opportunity full out hundred percent. Oh, yes. Intimacy, vulnerability, trust. I can't wait to dive into those things in a little bit because I know that you're going to support us and all of that. But before we dive in, how did you become a relationship mindset coach? Mm. Well, the easy answer is uh, the longest string of failed three-month relationships you could ever imagine and constantly being frustrated with the people I was choosing, constantly creating the same outcome, which is treating me poorly, treating me like a doormat, not lasting, not respecting me. And of course, at the time I was like, victim, victim, victim. Like, why is this not working? And finally I was like, hold on a minute. There are 15 of them creating the same environment with one of me. Is it the 15 of them or could it be the one of me? So, right, of course. And I'm like, at the time, so before I started coaching, I was in the entertainment industry and I had this freaking fun, crazy music career. And um, so like some of these were celebrities. Some of these were freaking influencers. Like it's any type of human being you could imagine got me to the same freaking result. And so finally, <laughs> you like figured out, okay, maybe this is me. So I jumped into figuring it out and like looking at it. And the thing I really learned was that I was not living life authentically. It just was it. Like the more time I spent in the entertainment industry, the more image driven I became, the more attached to looks, attached to money, status, celebrity, all this bullshit that matters in no way. Um, and it pulled me further, further and further and further away from who I'm supposed to be and who I am authentically. And so as I shed the layers and broke down the walls and did the work, um, out came the other side, um, this person who just wanted to be in service. And I, when I look back to like the type of kid that I was, like I was the six-year-old that was like loving everyone unconditionally and just giving it away and giving it away and like trying to foster the most loving environment humanly possible. Like that's just the kid that I was. So as the walls started coming down, like that started coming back out. And so coming out the other side of what I declared to be the last relationship where I showed up inauthentically, um, I committed to not only finding out how to stop this pattern, but how to give it away and how to start supporting other people with truly taking responsibility for the relationships that they're stepping into, celebrating the loss of a relationship, because it means that your person's out there. Hello, if it's not this person, why are we mourning it? Why are we so upset? Like, that means that our special, like divine partner is still out there, which is such something we get to celebrate. And so um, I started my journey and like started trying stuff on, started trying my own coaching program out in order to see what's working, what's not. And um, 
found something really special and really different than I think a lot of people start relationships with or think it means to be ready for a relationship. And so out came my coaching and this coaching program that means so much to me. And um, I'm so blessed that's been able to support so many women and like finding themselves through their search for their partner. And um, yeah, so that's how we got here. Mm. And um, I'm just, yeah, so grateful. Life is so beautiful. I, I love that finding themselves in, in the pursuit of finding their partner. Like I fully feel that 1000%. I feel like I know myself more now as I've, as I've started to lean into who do I actually want to attract? What do I want my life to look like? What is important in a partner? And yeah, I feel like it's actually this rediscovery of me versus the search for the other human. And mm. I'm, I'm curious Um, my first question really is, you know, how, how women always say, like, they make the list of, of like, they want Mm. this and this and this and this, what are your thoughts on the list? Every woman seeking the partner, because we have listeners that are both, you know, in search of a partner and also Mm -hmm. that are probably already partnered up. What do you think about the list for both of those situations? Mm. Okay. So it's all, it all comes down to what is actually on the list. Because there are people with lists that are, I need brown hair, I need blue eyes, I need six five, I need, I need money, I need a job, I need right all this stuff. And you're like, hold on a minute. Like those come and go. Those aren't like the job, for instance, or the money or the financial status. And then when you look at things like that are hair color and eye color and blah, 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 like that has nothing to do with the human being that you're trying to call in. So when I look at a list like that, um, we throw it away instantly. I'm like, nothing, this isn't what you want. This is superficial. This is image driven. Let's go to the other side, which are the ways of being that you want your partner to embody. And so one of the first things I do is really get clear on like my divine partner is loving, passionate, compassionate, curious, like all these ways of being that you are committed to having in a partner, like bring it on. My partner right now had like 45 things on this list. She was so clear on on the man that she wanted to call in and they were all ways of being, right? And so when you have this clarity on the partner you're trying to call in, first of all, take that list and go be every single thing on that list. Like you don't get to, say you want one thing, but not show up that way. That's not how it works. Like if you want to attract someone who's showing up driven and motivated, you better be showing up driven and motivated or else they won't find you attractive the same way you wouldn't find them attractive if they weren't. Right. And so when I talk about like healing you in the pursuit of finding your partner, like this is part of it. Like being your 10 out of 10 life is part of finding someone else who's who is in alignment with, with who you are and who you're showing up as. One of the things I really found is I was like falling around and I swear every relationship ended on the three month mark. Like it was like a freaking just mm, 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 mm. was that like, I was attracting exactly who I was being in that moment. So like I had just booked a pilot. I had blah, blah, blah. Like my life was in cloud nine and I attracted the most vain superficial person I could because that's exactly what I cared about in that moment, right? Like my ego was like, uh, I am the shit. Like, come and get me. 
I can be with like, right. And I attracted that human being. And then the pilot got canceled and my music recording contract got canceled. And now I'm sad and depressed and struggling. And I'm attracting somebody who's like barely paying their bills. And then, right. Like it really is that clear cut. So when you look at the ways of being like, one, know what you're wanting. And two, you better be that person so that you are ready to call them in. And I will go even further to say like, I had found the person I knew I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. She was everything on my list. The problem was I wasn't being everything on my list. And so I stepped back and took six months to completely transform who I was being to align with that list in order to be the man that I got to be for her. And I waited and I worked and I worked and I worked. And the day that I stepped into the alignment, she didn't even know about it. She knew none of this was going on. The day I stepped into my into the alignment of those ways of being was the day that she saw me as her divine partner. I'm not kidding. It wasn't two days. It wasn't five days. It was the day. So like, this is really powerful work because you literally attract who you be. You don't attract what you want. And so talking about the list, like it is so freaking valuable, but you have to be careful what's on it. I... I'm obsessed with you too, by the way. And I didn't know that story. So mm. that's incredible. I you were there. That. You were there like the night. I don't know if you remember, but like I came home from our first date and I was like, yep, I am in love with her. She is my person. And you were like, wait, who? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> like it literally was like a light switch flicked. Um, but that was a magical weekend. I, know, I had right? no idea was what so was happening, fun. but I was, so, I was there to support it. <laughs> yep. And it like that, it really is like the entire universe can conspire in your favor. Mm. Um, and it takes being in full ownership for who's showing up and like, what are you committed to and what are you creating? So what about the people that are already partnered that are already married? Maybe they are feeling Mm -hmm. like, yes, this is who I've been with. I've been with them for five years, 10 years, 15 years. They're not going to change. Is there any hope for me? Mm. Well, The first thing I'll say to that is a lot of people assume that someone's not going to change or they're making them wrong. And so the first thing that I invite people into when they're in that place is what's your vision for your relationship? Like, what is the, what's the environment you want to create in your relationship? Because if you don't have that clarity, then what are you enrolling them into? Like you're enrolling them into whoever's showing up that day not enrolling them into what you're committed to creating. And so the breakdown in that is like, we are emotion driven human beings. And when we're constantly not looking at something and holding ourselves to something, then we get washed away with the tide and we come in and out and we're up and down and we're going through, right? But when you have a vision for what you want your life to look like, you have a North star and I treat a relationship the same way. So the thing, the first thing I say is what's the, what's your vision for your relationship? And I literally just had this conversation identical with someone. She'd been married. She's got a two-year-old. She's like, I don't know what to do. Like I have a baby. I'm not in alignment in my relationship. My partner's not in alignment. And I'm like, what's your vision for your relationship? They go, I don't know. So first of all, great. Your dream relationship. What's your vision for it? What's, what are you creating in the environment? So we're creating honesty, we're creating intimacy, we're creating passion, whatever it is, right? Get clear on it. And I try to say like align to like three to five ways of being. Then 
go enroll your partner in your vision for the relationship. Because if they're in alignment with creating um, a vision that's those same ways of being, you have a commitment to come back to. So when, when your partner's acting out of those ways of being, like you can come back and say, can we look at this through the lens of the vision we have for our relationship? Are we in alignment or are we out of alignment? And so before just assuming that the partner's never going to change, like the first thing we get to do is step into the vulnerability of like opening up and, and admitting this isn't working and saying that you're in contribution, taking responsibility for it and sharing your vision for the relationship and what you see possible. And in that moment, your partner has the powerful choice to either, to either enroll into your vision or to step, step away. And it's those moments when you really give a 10 out of 10 to trying that the regret starts to fade away if it doesn't work because you are empowered by, I did everything I could to stand for this relationship. And that's when it's an empowering decision to step away. It, you're able to step into, yes, there's a relationship to mourn, but I get to get really clear that that relationship lived in the past. So if I'm committed to my future, I get to celebrate the fact that I can do and be whatever the hell I want. I can create the relationship I want. I can be happier, more fulfilled, more self-expressed because there's more work for me to do inside in order to get to that next relationship. And that's something to celebrate. Like that's so freaking fun. It's so cool. It's so empowering. Like the interpretations that we create around relationship can be really, really painful and, and hard. And it can feel like we're like running through mud. And I just believe that there's another way. And, and it's really reinterpreting every experience and, and looking at, well, the past is the past, but what, what's my future look like? Because your future can be really exciting if you're stepping into something even greater than where you were. I, I'm like speechless over here. I have pages of notes already because <laughs> uh, just, yes. So my brain wants to go in a bunch of different ways, but the Great. first, the first question I want to go to is for, for the woman that has been single for a long time, like I've got some girlfriends in New York city yeah who have been single for a long time. And they're like, yeah. you know what? I just don't know. I'm like, you know, do I settle? What do I do? Is this even possible for me? I'm thinking of them, them as you're talking about this um, interpretation. It's kind of like mm -hmm. that thing when people are saying, oh, well, there's no good guys in New York. Well, if that's the interpretation you're, you're creating, you're not going to find a good guy in New York. So for me, 100%. I've always been like, shift that interpretation. But what, what do you say to the woman that has not been in a relationship for a long time? Perhaps she's like on a dating app. She's gone on a lot of first dates, maybe some second dates, but nothing's like, nothing's working and she's losing mm -hmm. hope and she's getting maybe a little bitter about it, a little upset. She's in her thirties. What do you say to her? So, Ooh, it's so good because it's not just one thing. The first thing I'd say is what does the rest of your life look like? What does your job look like? What do your relationships look like? What is your what's your, your situation with your finances look like? What's your relationship with fun and, and life experiences look like? Because usually it's not just one area of our life that's out of alignment. And so when someone's like, I want this one thing, I only want this, I only want this. Well, focus on everything else. Because when everything else comes into alignment, 
you're going to step right into this situation where your partner exists. So step one, what's out of alignment? Being in full responsibility. Like if you want your life to level up, you get to be responsible for everything. Like it's easy to be responsible for the raise we just got and be like, I worked my ass off to get this raise. Well, the second we get fired, we're like, well, this, 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 and this happened. It's out of my responsibility, right? And so it's the same thing, like being really responsible with how are you showing up and where's your life at? So the first thing, clean up your life. <laughs> Super easy, right? But in the process of that, you're really going to shift who's showing up. You're going to shift your autopilot in order to start creating new results. And in that, you usually are going to step into the ways of being that are going to support you in finding your partner. And they're probably the ways of being that you're actually wanting in your partner. And again, it comes back to like live the life and be the person that you want to attract. So first thing, um, the second thing is, are you doing everything you can or is your ego getting in the way of you finding the opportunity to meet your partner? Dating apps. Why the hell not be on dating apps? Every human being is on a dating app. So if you're like, I don't do dating apps, it's too blank. Well, get over yourself. Like what your ego is getting in the way of you finding your partner. It's that freaking simple. So are you doing everything you can? Now it's a fine line. This isn't be desperate. This isn't ask out every single human being, because again, you have your list. Are they in alignment with the, the human being you're trying to attract? So it's not from a place of disparity, but it's from a place of if I'm responsible, if I'm in responsibility, and I'm also responsible for being in environments where my partner could exist. So the second that we start shutting down, the second that we start making everything else wrong is really the second we start um, repelling our partner instead of attracting them. So it's, it's interesting. And I, I even equate this to the same situation as like moving to a new city and trying to find friends. Like how active are you being? Are you, are you, are you on meetup? And like, are you finding people that like the same things you like? Are you going to the gym? Are you being social? Or are you being shut down and quiet and getting in and getting out? Like it's no different than trying to find a new friend. I acknowledge it's hard. It is hard, hard, hard. And what are you committed to? Like, do you want to find a partner? Do you want to live a level 10 life? Do you want to like, it, it, it all is in the discomfort, right? The growth is in the discomfort. So getting really clear on what am I doing? What am I doing to find this person? And, and am I open? Like, am I, am I truly open to finding them? Or do I still have a walking fuck you on my forehead? Cause a lot of times we don't see it, but it's like everyone else does. So I hope that's supportive. Yeah. That's so juicy and good. So going down the line of the dating apps, mm -hmm. do you have any like quick tips and pointers for our ladies who are on the dating apps, like things to look for, things to put in their profile, things not to do? Like, do you have any just like quick advice on that front? Mm. So first thing is if there's one single thing that's not authentically you. I mean, filters, I mean, lies, I mean, height, age, weight, whatever the hell it is, get it the hell out of there. First step, like we don't lie. Okay. Like if we're living an integrous life, which we all get to do and we all choose to do right. Um, it, show up as you, because you are who you're, who they're getting and you want the same, right? You don't want to show up to see some guy who's five, two, when you're like, I thought you were six foot, right? You'd be pissed. Legit. That's happened to me. And I was like, really, are we going to both waste our time? Like it, it was not cool. So I agree. Totally. 
So again, be what you want to attract. So be super honest, open, authentic. Um, put information that is really in alignment with the person you're trying to attract. Like empty bios, they don't work. Like they don't work. You could be attracting guys all day who are attracted to how beautiful you are. And they're not going to be the guy that you're trying to attract. And in this instance, I would be talking to you, Sam. So when I'm saying guy, but obviously I mean, whoever um, you're trying to attract um, because they don't know who you are. So I have friends that literally trial and error their bio talking about what they want in different ways and seeing if they can start shifting the type of guy that they're that they're getting swiped on, right? Swiping right on. So um, getting matched with, that's what I was looking for. So being really clear on starting the relationship from a space of honesty, put it on the table. If you're going to use a dating app, which is already a really vanity driven platform, be open and honest and share who you are and share what you want. And you will start to see a shift in the type of men or women or partner that is swiping on you. And that's really interested in you. And like, take those results, take the results for who's swiping, who's matching with you as who you're attracting and see if you can start to shift who you're matching with to start being in alignment with what you want. And it's all going to come down to like, how are you showing yourself? What part of yourself are you allowing them to see? And and what do you, what do you care most about? What does this profile say you care most about? Like, look at it from an outsider's perspective. What is, what do you, what does your page look like they're trying to attract? It's probably going to be what they're attracting. Mm. Okay. So say that we've like gone on the first date and we're like, mm-hmm. this is nice, but you don't feel sparks. Is that like a, a run away from it? Is that a continue to like see what happens next? Like, when do you feel like, you know, in that first, second, third date timing? So first of all, the only way you know what you want is to find out what you don't. So I say date, 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 any iteration of a human being so that you can learn what you like and what you don't like. My clients come to me and they're like, well, this person asked me out. I'm like, well, are they nice? Are they, they're going to, are they like, do they have good energy? Do they come across like a good human being? Yeah. Okay. Then go like, what's the worst that can happen? You'll learn five things that you don't want and you could learn one thing you do and that's worth it. So right off the bat, I say, make sure you're open again. Like, is your ego getting in the way of you finding your partner? Like go on dates, meet new people. Like it could be this person's sister's best friend that ends up being your soulmate. And you'll never know because you never went on the date. Second thing is, um, how are you showing up? Like, are you are you being open? Are you opening your heart? Are you allowing this person to get to know who you are? Are you sharing just the things you think you like about yourself or the things you think they'll like about you? Or are you really being open and transparent and showing up as you? Because when you're doing that, there's so much more opportunity for that spark because a human being with their heart open, meeting a human being with their heart open is authentic. It's real. There's connection. Like when we come down to like, what is that spark? I think of it more as like, the spark comes from seeing someone who's showing up authentically, regardless of if their authentic self is in alignment with your authentic self. Like Sam, when we first met, there was a spark because we were showing up authentically. And like, it wasn't a, 
it wasn't a like relationship spark, but it was a human to human. Cause that's what it is. Like it's this soul connection. So yeah, a spark is totally important. And are you like, you're responsible. So are you, are you showing up in responsibility for allowing the spark to happen in the first place? Oh, so juicy. So juicy. So I totally agree with you on like date, 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 mm-hmm. like literally this time last year, I was going on a different date, like a different a date <laughs> with a different guy. Like every night of the week, there was my streak was six nights in a row that I was Damn, going girl. different people. And it was just, it was my exploration because I spent yeah. most of my twenties in relationship and in my thirties, I was like, well, I don't even know what I like. And it was so fun. And that's the other thing is you mentioned fun earlier, but mm-hmm. I think that we, we put this pressure as women, at least we put this pressure on ourselves and men can feel that people can feel that desperation and that energy. So I always like to remind yeah. women, are you having fun? Like I literally was making up code names with my girlfriends and my mom and I'd be like, okay, well that's French William and that's hot Mike. And that's the FBI guy. And that's the, you know, this and the, that, and we had like <laughs> all these funny names for them. Yeah. And we would always say like, what's the worst that can happen? You have a hilarious story. And you know, did I go on awkward dates? Absolutely. Did I learn something about myself? Yeah. Did I have great dates. Yeah. Were there dates where Mm -hmm. I was like, "Mm, this person's nice, but like, there's really nothing here. Absolutely. Did people say horrible things or like funny things to me? Yeah. Like I legit, this is so funny. Well, it's funny to me at least. Um, (laughs) I went on this, I went on this date with this, this guy, I called him French William and Mm. we, we did like drinks and, you know, I obviously, I like to have conversations about emotional intelligence and mindset Mm. and vision and and that's me. So I like to ask a lot of questions. I want to know um, if we could have a, a conversation beyond like, what's your favorite thing to eat? Like, I, I don't care about that. I don't care about the surface things. And at the end, um, I got a text message and the guy said that he felt like to be in psychological interview, not feeling sexual connection. And I started laughing so hard. And I'm like, yeah, clearly like this is not, I don't know if it's a language barrier or I, I put him in a psychological interview and I, I thought it was hilarious. Then I'm like, yeah, like you're cool, but this is never going to be anything because mm-hmm. we're not on the same wavelength. We're not in alignment. And yeah. that was just like one of my fun stories where I'm like, I'll never forget that. I had some other guy, you know, listen to all these podcasts, like 16 podcasts the day after we went on a date because he wanted to learn more about me. And it was a little weird and like funny, weird shit happens. And also it makes you so much more grateful when you actually have a wonderful date. And then you start dating someone you're like, Oh, this is what alignment feels like. This is what connection feels like. Mm. Well, and fun. Was that on your list? Yeah. So how the hell can you attract it? If you're not showing up having fun, like, hello, we are like fun is something we create. It's not just like, sometimes it happens and it's great when fun just happens, but like, one, you have to let it happen. And two, you can create it just as easily. So like mm. if fun's on your list, you got to show up in fun. Like if vulnerability is on your list, you better show up ready to op- like crack your heart open and like be in that moment. Um, or else one, it could take five times as long. And two, um, they could get turned off because they might be ready for vulnerability. And if you're not showing it, then they might walk away. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit flipping into that intimacy, vulnerability, Mm -hmm. trust? Um, You know, I'll speak for myself and say that after my last two relationships was really challenging. 
to open my heart again. Like when I started mm-hmm. dating Carlos, I actually told him, Hey, I'm not interested in a relationship. I really just want to date. I want to get to know people. That's, that was my intention. Um, when I was on the dating apps and it definitely shifted, um, after, you know, hanging out with him for a certain amount of time. And actually on my, my first date with him, I canceled my other dates. I was like, no, I, I know that I want to date this person. Like I just felt that, but yeah. I think for me, I got to that point where I was like, oh, there's a choice point of like, this is either going to stay at this certain level, or I'm going to open myself up to the potential for getting hurt and, or the potential for, for like truly falling in love. And I'm Mm -hmm. curious if you have any support on how do we unbox our hearts? How do we trust and become intimate and vulnerable after experiencing heartbreak? Yeah. So when you look at every other thing outside of relationship, a parent passes away, you get in a bad car accident, um, you lose your job. Everyone around you is very quick to go, how are you getting support? Right? Are you going to therapy? Do you have people around you? What are you doing? Right? And, and that's because we get to move through it and we get to learn from it. And the biggest breakdown I see in relationship is that relationships get so far down the line of painful, unhealthy, hurt that we get out of them. And all we do is exhale that we got out of it. And then we try to move on. And if you look at the way we treat every other other area of our life, like, no, you have to dissect. You have to go back and you have to see how you permitted this behavior to exist around you in order to stop it from happening again, right? So when you talk about the fact that like you have a box around your heart, well, I'm the only one that's responsible for unboxing. So if I am, then I have to go back. I have to go back to why the box is there in the first place and really look at how did I permit this? How did I allow this to happen? And then create strength around knowing that you won't let it happen again. And that strength, which is really self-worth, is going to allow you to show up protected and vulnerable, protected and showing up authentically. And so the biggest support I I give people in exactly that is like, if you're not ready to date, well, it's not time. It's not time that's going to get you there. It's healing. And like the one thing I know to be true about you, Sam, is that you healed. So yes, you may have had that up and you were healing at the same time. So all of a sudden you felt like you were ready to let Carlos in, right? And so that was the healing. That was you trusting yourself enough that you won't let it happen again. And so that's the missing, like if I can tell anybody anything, because I know so many serial daters and it's like people think that you'll learn by just going and going and going and going. And like, that's true with dating. You'll learn who, what you want to attract, but when there's enough time in the relationship where trauma or pain or broken barriers, broken trust, broken hearts can exist. If you don't stop and go back, you will make the same mistake over and over and over again. And that's where you hear these people that are like, I'm attracting, I'm getting hurt over and over again. I'm attracting the wrong guy over and over and over again. Um, you got to go back to the source. You got to find out where you broke your trust with yourself, where you overstepped your boundaries in order to heal them and, and take the box out. Oh, that is so freaking good, Brad. So talking about healing, 
Do you think it's possible to heal in relationship? Do you think that you must have time alone to heal? Like what does healing look like for some people that maybe are newer to personal development? Can you talk about healing? Yeah. Um, so if it's new, if this is all sounding like, okay, cool, but what I don't understand, I didn't hear, right. Like I really recommend doing it a lot, like not alone, but not in relationship um, because you're going to be splitting your track, starting and creating a new relationship and healing from the old one. It's really difficult. It's really challenging to do. So it can look as simple as like talking to your best friend and letting them know where you failed yourself, where you gave yourself away and, and, and broke your word to yourself. Like go back to the moment and just share, like, Sam, I can tell you in my, in my last and most painful relationship, like I allowed my partner to yell. And the first time I let her yell at me and I didn't stick up for myself, like I allowed it to happen every single time we got in a fight. And if I didn't acknowledge that broken boundary and even know that that was a boundary, like if I didn't go back and really look at like, well, why am I getting yelled at? Why did I, what was the, well, how did I allow this relationship to start and really go back to like the first time it happened, I chose to not use my voice. I chose to silence myself. I chose to people please, instead of stand up for myself. If I, if I didn't share that with somebody and really take ownership for it being my responsibility to not permit the yelling in the first place, I would have gotten in another relationship where I got yelled at and it would have happened again and again. And so you talk about healing. It's like, you got to share, you got to get it out of your body because trauma and pain lives in our body and you're either going to implode or you're going to explode. And like, you want to explode it out. You want to create a vessel for that pain to leave your body so that you can recognize exactly what happened the next time and shut it down. So is it possible? Sure. And I, I always recommend like doing the work in between. And it's also a good chunk of time that's going to get you healed and grounded in what's next. Mm, yeah. I mean, that brings me right back to my marriage, which I talked about a lot on the podcast. And there were a lot of really unhealthy habits and um, mm -hmm. things that I permitted as well. And, and, you know, I, it's an interesting shift because for a long time, I stayed in the victim of like, well, this person did this to me and this person did this to me. And then the shift happened where I was like, oh, I allowed this person to treat me this way. I, I was, mm -hmm. I was part of it. It takes two people to, yeah. to have a relationship and, and really taking ownership of that. I love that you say, talk to, um, you know, your best friend about, about feedback, about what was working, what was, wasn't working. And I remember actually doing that in this process that, that you and I were a part of with emotional intelligence. Like I remember calling my best friends and saying, you know, what's not working for me? Where do you, what are my blind spots? What's keeping me from having the life that I want? And like being really specific with who I chose to ask those questions. And, mm -hmm. you know, my friends had things to say about how I was in relationship and some of it I knew and some of it I, I didn't know. And it was really eye-opening to be able to have the space to look at what was in the blind spots and to be able mm -hmm. to then, you know, continue into a program that was shining light on all of those blind spots so that I could 
truly take ownership, ownership and responsibility of, of how I've been an active or inactive player in my life, in, in all areas, my business, my, my finances, my relationships, and, and also my partnerships. So, um, I Mm. love that you say that. I I think it's Mm. incredible. And it's empowering, right? Knowledge is power. Like you knowing who you get to be moving forward is so empowering in the woman that you be. And like, I am all about promoting women taking up motherfucking space. And so when a woman is empowered after learning a lesson and moving through it and taking ownership, taking responsibility and stepping up, like that is the world that I want to live in. And so I I know that to be true about you. Like you stepped into your power and the feedback I heard nonstop about Sam is that Sam took all her power back and she is showing up fully expressed and fully ready to take on the world. And like, that's what you did. Like you shift pain into purpose. Mm, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Brad. Mm -hmm. I receive it. Um, I know that we are like (laughs) at time, but I have two more questions. If you have, if you have a little bit of flexibility, Brad. Hit me. All right. Let's go. So first, where can people find you? I know Mm. that women are gonna be like, I need more of Brad. Where do I find you? So this is perfect timing. I literally, my schedule has been so full and I'm so blessed to have it have been so full that I haven't even been able to promote my, my coaching on social media. So I am officially launching a bunch of new stuff on social coming up. And, um, I highly recommend following me at Brad J Barnes and jumping on and I'm going to be sharing a bunch of stuff. Um, I am opening up my close friends where I'm going to be sharing exclusive content and exclusive coaching um, just for people on my close friends, which is going to be so freaking cool. And so I'm so excited about it um, to really create like a community where we can chat and you can ask questions and like, I'll show up for you. We can really create a relationship. Like I am about creating community, community of power, community of driven, motivated women to create the life of their dreams. So please follow me there. A bunch of new stuff is coming out. Um, I'll start opening up some small group coaching programs all about, I mean, I've got a whole dating app module that's coming out, which is like, how the frick do I utilize this thing? And how do I get my person like direct feedback, completely working with you to create that profile that's going to work in your favor and attract who you want. Um, As well as just like my six week coaching program, which is all about doing all of this and really getting in power. So all that stuff will be coming um, in the new year, but hop on, hop on the IG. Let's check it out. Let's chat it out. I'm open to questions too. Like we're in this together. Oh, I love it. I'm like, wait, we need to have like a Brad come back, like Q and a, like, I'm going to put it out on Instagram. Like ladies, what are your relationship questions? Send them over. And we get to have Brad come back because you're just a, 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 well of knowledge is like all of it's pouring <laughs> out. And I'm like, wait, I learned something every time I talk to you. Um, last question. So mm. if you were in an elevator with someone, you have like a quick 30 seconds from the bottom floor up to the whatever floor, the 11th floor. Um, and they were like, Brad, how do I live my life full out? What do you mm. tell them? How do I live my life full out? Take responsibility for everything that happens around you. Take responsibility for every way you show up and constantly be in the question of, I know nothing. And what do I get to learn from this moment? Um, Living life full out, not being enrolled in playing small, not being enrolled in showing up mediocre, get out of your head, get into your heart. You're either choosing from love or you're choosing from fear. So if you're living full out, you are choosing love every single time you take a step. 
it'll happen. It will literally fall in your lap. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Joe Harvey. Have a fabulous day, and I'll see you next time.